What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 363rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Greg. Hello. I am back from Chicago, from the Windy City, and my feet will never recover. All right. (laughs) My feet are actually doing okay. Granted that my shoes were not the best choice, but here we are. I should have done my sandals. I knew it. I had enclosed shoes. It was supposed to rain, and it didn't. Mistakes were made. Will, also here in person. I, I'm actually the one who is with you because I'm in the room with you. It's very mm. not, it's, this is, I, I want my dining room table. I want. <laughs> You're I want, in the room where it happens. I want my cat biting my toes. This is very uncomfortable oh, for man. me, but my feet are a-okay because I taped up mm. my toes on Friday and I wore flip-flops on Saturday when it was raining and pouring rain and I was like rain on my feet all you want they'll dry off it's all natural and I was good to go oh my gosh mm. pro tips pro tips from a professional pro tips don't catch crummy shinies that you don't want swine ups <laughs> oh no man i don't want to talk about my my two hour fairy garden nothing <laughs> basically <laughs> we got a lot, a lot of things to talk about uh we did what a two hour episode last week i think we yep. ended up recording two and a half hours and i cut a half hour not like a whole half hour segment i just cut yeah. <laughs> bits and parts. I-, I like how he's like using his hands. Like anyone except me can see. Well, what I use he's my trying hands to a lot. Now. Wow, that Lickitung plushie is disturbing. Oh yeah, he's on my desk. He's look. He's making sure I. I but we keep, need to like, move on. Let you keep it wet. Conversation. <laughs> we got two things we're talking about. Okay. One oh. is Pokemon Go Fest, which we're going to talk about right away since we already mentioned some stuff about it. We were there. It's Sunday. Yep. When we're recording this, the fest still has 30 minutes. I'm sure their last 30 minutes won't be any different than the last couple hours. And then we're going to be talking about the E3 stuff that we saw earlier this past week uh, during Nintendo E3 pre- presentation, which wasn't a whole lot. But we saw a new gym leader. And then yep. the Treehouse stuff afterwards, which is about 45 minutes long, I want to say. Yeah. And then a couple just very tiny interviews that Masuda did with a couple outlets that just some points looking forward to sword and shield. So those are the two things we're talking about. Let's go ahead and start talking about Pokemon Go Fest. This is the third year that they've third done year. it. Third year. In my first. Your first. Will's third. Will, you've been all three. That is correct. So let me tell you about Pokemon Go Fest. A number one, do not let Steve book your hotel for you. He finds <laughs> literally the smallest hotel room it is legally possible to build and gets you that one. The bathroom was literally under the bed. You had to take a staircase <laughs> under the bed and there was the Not shower. That's true, but you didn't have a tub. I did not have a tub. I don't need a tub. Well, see, that was a I good mean, choice. No tub. Ugh. Our room was nice. I was in your room. Yeah, it was, room a was, palace room was, was a palace to my hovel. Palace. This year, it was a four-day event. We don't have final numbers or anything. I was hearing, and I didn't verify that there was about 15,000 people a day. 
which would have meant 60,000 people total went to Pokemon Go Fest. That's a lot of people in a single city. Chicago yeah, I was, was trying to uh, I was trying to do a head count, but the people kept moving, so I kept oh, losing yeah. track. Everybody needed to stand still. There were four days. We were there uh, on Thursday night, so right after we arrived, right after the fest ended, and then we were there. Our play day was Friday. Uh, Will and I were still on there on Saturday. Greg left on Saturday, and then Will and I left Saturday night, so... From everything I saw, Sunday was no different than the other days. There were some issues on Saturday we're going to talk about, and a little on Friday. Um, and Thursday seemed to be flaw-free, which was the first day. But we'll try to make it short and whatnot. If you haven't been to Pokemon Go Fest... Uh, wait, one thing before I start, make this clear. Uh, I did have a media pass. Niantic did not pay for my ticket, but they did offer. I already got a ticket through uh, a friend who invited me for the Friday day. Uh, they did provide me with some swag. They did not fly me out or anything like that, but I feel like it is responsible for me as a person who provides Yeah, you had nudes. that sweet media tent with a good bathroom. Uh, it, it did I, have I, a good bathroom. I also want to make it clear, Greg and I did not get did media not. passes. They were really weird. They're weird every year. It's always like a dance with them of like, who is who am I talking to this year? Even though like your staff isn't really changing that much, but this person's in charge. The person who was apparently in charge this year was in charge last year, but I never talked to that person last year. But they were very nice. There was Danishes at the media tent. They were okay. What? There were uh. little cheese Danishes. Uh, they did this thing where they put the media and the partners. So I think partners were like people like Reversal or Trainer Tips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had their own tent. Ooh. Uh, but they did a thing where the tents were across the street, which I guess makes sense. Like, you don't really need yeah. them. But, like, for me, it was like, I don't want to walk to the media tent. It's, like, across the street, and uh, there's no shade. I know, this is first world problems here. Uh, but they also did a thing where they prevented any spawns from happening near the... So there were three tents, Niantic's tent, media tent, partner tent. And if you were over there, there was zero spawns. So they purposely did that so people wouldn't be like, I'm waiting for a reversal or something, right? Kind of smart. But we went on Friday... I got there early access, 9 a.m., so I think for $35, it was 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. This is the longest GoFest they've ever done. I want to say last year, Will, at Lincoln Park, it was like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, And then everyone else came at 11. Well, 11-ish. Yeah, (laughs) we left the hotel at 11. We had a relaxed morning. We were not in a rush. First year was at Grant Park, second year at Lincoln Park, third year back at Grant Park. This was where everyone remembered the disaster that was the first Pokemon Go Fest, even though I still had a good time. This year it was it was big, it was wide. I kind of... Will, what did, where were your thoughts for the trail versus like this kind of wide open, I don't know, football field almost? Uh, no, I liked it better, but... Just for clarification, for anybody who went to the first Pokemon Go Fest and then gave up and never went again, even though it was in Grant Park, so during the first one, they had a big fence around where Pokemon Go Fest was, and it's like, if you didn't have a ticket, you weren't getting into that area at all. No fence this year. Anybody, Or anybody, last year. Or, or last year, yeah. But I'm just talking about the Grant Park thing. Um, so anybody, anybody could walk through, but also... The area where GoFest was happening, the first year, it ended at Burgley Fountain, Burbley, what is, I don't know what the Buckingham name is. Buckingham Fountain. That, sure. Um, yep. This year, it went, that was like the middle. 
That was a middle point. It was big. And then it kept me because, oh boy, did I have to suffer for Steve's lack of knowledge of geography. Uh, but it, yeah, <laughs> went way past that all the way down. And I, I liked it. Um, I, yeah. I just, I, I liked that it was, it was both wide and long because the, you weren't stumbling on people. There were no choke points like that castle, that crossover path oh, castle sure. last year. Um, and yeah, there was just like really, and you know, everything was spaced out really well. So you weren't stepping on top of people. There weren't people running here and there, just like huge crowds. Everything was just very smooth and relaxed and comfortable as far as like human space. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It felt very, it didn't, I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't go to a lot of concerts or like a lot of just outdoor festivals, but Summerfest is a huge thing in Milwaukee. Uh, I think it, I think people know, outside of Wisconsin know Summerfest. Uh, but summer, but at least my experience with Summerfest is it's like shoulder to shoulder people on this huge, huge fairground, which is, you know, four or five, six times bigger than what Pokemon Go Fest was. And that always felt like a nightmare. But here at Grant Park, apparently 15,000 people a day felt real good and spacious. The gym, uh, or the, the stage area where, uh, John Hankey was booed the first year. <laughs> Was there? Uh, but oh, they... I forgot that was even there. Was anything yeah. happening? I just that was the battle area. It. it was the battle area, and I only found out after I defeated Steve in a Pokemon battle that I should have been in on it because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you. you <laughs> oh. did. Dang, I didn't even know that was over there. You did. There you was did. a lot that I missed. I will say that because it. One thing, it was very, very spread out, and there weren't like. Maps like even rudimentary maps like you're here, this area's here, this area's what? here. What? Well, no, 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 no. They emailed, yeah, they emailed Not, the map. Nobody read that email. I, no, I mean, so I'm saying didn't. an email like in each area. If there was just like a placard, like oh. they have everywhere else in the world, just to say like you're here, yeah, and here are the other areas because leaving the app to go to an email to look at the email or look at it, like. Like, a lot of people didn't want to leave their app, right? Because there were reasons to stay in the app the entire day, except for the 20 minutes. But, like, I just thought, like, if they had one sign, printout poster board sign, that just said, here are the various stops. And, like, you just to give you an idea of what was around, because it was it was very large and very spread out, and it took... You had to get close to things to see what they were called. <laughs> and sometimes I was like, I don't care. I so don't want- at the media no. tent, fun fact, there was a oh. bunch of printed maps that they had the How second unfair. and first year that they included when they mailed you tickets. And I kind of just forgot about them until now. But in retrospect, no one was holding or had these printed nope. maps. I bet they had them at the help desk, actually. Because they did have really big help desks. Desks. They did, uh, and they were actually helpful. Because uh, I I went to one one time for a, 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 a an interesting situation that uh, I'll tell here in a second. Um, food truck situation last year uh, at Lincoln Park. There was about five, maybe six food trucks. I'm looking at Will here. Yeah, yeah, about about that many. Right in the middle. This year they had about twenty to twenty five. Plus, in the trading area, there was like six to seven more vendors. Yeah, there were concession stands. They had crepes. 
and uh, uh, whatever Irene got, a hot sausage link. I mean, that's just a special name for a hot dog. <laughs> it was a hot dog lathered in something. I, I don't know. Good. Let's not bring back my memories of the Portillo's disaster, okay? <laughs> so, food, very, very well taken care of this year. I'm sure the vendors made a killing. There were also... Uh, I don't... There were lines every time we were there, so I'm sure they made bank. Except for the poor hummus cart. Well, you could get hummus. You could get hummus without a wait. Who's bringing hummus to <laughs> Pokemon event? <laughs> a couple areas. So there was the battle area we talked about. If you wanted, you could go out of your. You could get tickets to participate in the battle area if you won. I think you won. Um, these, I, I you won a medal, but you also everyone had chances to win. Um, uh, like shirts. Yeah, and water bottles and hats and then they had these headphones which i got as part of my media thing but niantic and pokemon partnered with this company called like ambi and they make these headphones that instead of going into your ears they clip on this is going to sound really weird they clip on your ears so the speakers are pointing into your ears but are actually not in your ears and the reason that they are partnering and they're pushing this now they're they are available to buy in japan uh that's what niantic told me um but they were they were not available to purchase at gofest but you could win them is that they want trainers pokemon go players to be able to listen to music or their game audio if you uh that audio is not my favorite Pokemon mm. Go music. I'm very over at this point in time. I'm feeling very attacked right now. Uh, but they want Pokemon Go players to use these headphones so you can hear your surroundings. You can hear oncoming traffic. You can hear people on bikes. You can hear somebody else talking at the same time, listening to your music that isn't, you know, a person playing music out of their iPhone walking down the street or on the bus that's extremely obnoxious and rude, in my opinion. But I've put the headphones on. I haven't tried them yet, of course. They're uh, one sixteenth, one eighth is one eighth. Sorry, one eighth headphone jack, and the iPhone does not have that. <laughs> no, you got nope. the dongle. I have the dongle. I just didn't have I it with have me. I have so many dongles, and I don't know where they are. So that was one of the things that they were giving out were these headphones. I have no clue what they cost. They just told me they're available in Japan. They do plan on selling them later, uh, in the U.S. Who knows? And uh, they they have um. They're like red and white with like a Pokeball design. Yeah, they do look like a Pokeball. Yeah, they looked cool. When I looked at them, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm being attacked. So they had the battle area, and then they had different areas and zones with different spawns, and I believe they had five. Uh, So the first area was this, like, the spooky zone where you would get all your ghost Pokemon. Uh, The spooky forest. Spooky forest. Uh, And then they had the winter forest. Wasn't it spooky woods? Uh, I think it was spooky woods. So they had Spooky Woods, Winter Forest, Fairy Garden, um, the Sandy Desert, and there was one more that I can't remember. The Water Zone. Oh, the Water yeah, Zone. Yeah, the Water Zone, where they put Which that, was they the... built that they built that giant fountain just for that. Just, just yeah, for the Pokemon yeah, they Go built Fest. Buckingham they... Fountain. Fountain just for that. Or the Water area. Zone. It's impressive. They also did a thing. I don't know if this was intentional, or if it was broken. <laughs> But one of every Pokemon didn't spawn in their core 
in their actual zone. So that for was his, intentional. Or Ghastly was spawning in the water. Yep, that was Hi- intentional. Hippopotas was spawning in the spooky forest. Correct. Some other ones were mixed. One other Pokemon of every type was appearing in a zone it normally uh, Horsey was in the desert. Okay. Yep. I think. Um, oh, gracious me. We had... Uh, Water was ghastly. Spooky was hip on. Fairy was... Uh, Snover. Sno- the little shivering dude. Yep. Snover. Snow Runt. Snow, Snow Runt. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Snover was the one that was out of place. Yep. That's it. Snover was out of place. Yes. So that was kind of cool. I thought the errors were really well done. Um, some people said last year's was better. I think it's a matter of taste. Uh, they were pretty much set up the same as last year. No, no, no. This year's areas were much nicer. They they had a cool jungle area last year with fog uh, and like a true. jungle gym. That's true. That was the only one I remember. That's oh, they had a volcano area last year too. Yes, the snow area I mean, is very similar. It, it really depended on because it was so spread out. Like if you went to the one side of the winter forest, they didn't have any of the fake trees or anything set up. If you went to the other side, you got all of the props. It like I think your experience differed on which side of the of the event well, you were on. So I'll like, say I thought Spooky Forest was very Spooky Woods. Was really cool. Spooky Woods was okay, but it was only one side. I think for like right. comprehensive entirety of the area, the Fairy Garden was the best because just yes. on both sides, they really took advantage of. That one, it's the Tiffany section of the park where it's already like manicured uh, shrubs and everything. Oh, it was already like yeah, flowery. Yeah. To so begin with. Th- like yeah. they didn't have to add too much to it to make it fairy. Which oh, they didn't all have they to added add was too much to the desert area. With that too, but they just added like bubbles, and it's like wow, this is fairy garden now. And I was like, actually, I feel like this is a fairy garden. So the it, uh, achieved desert area was where uh, the baseball, like the open to public baseball parks for like little league or whatever um but since it rained prior to go fest and pe- since it didn't have time to dry and people started walking on thursday it became it became and stayed very muddy <laughs> yeah it was the mud area it was very true to its name <laughs> i don't think that was intentional on the antic they just got lucky with the rain and the uh the weather that weekend some issues there was some issues on day one, actually, that people didn't realize were issues until after the fact. So, Shiny Horsey was the Pokemon for everyone, both in GoFest and around the world, that was available. Uh, the Sulphur Road reported that those Shiny odds were about 1 in 150 for Shiny Horsey. And the problem was Shiny Horsey started appearing everywhere for everyone but people at GoFest. And instead... And again, people at GoFest didn't realize this, I think, until a little bit later. Uh, And instead, they were getting shiny Clefairy and shiny Abra. Whether whether or not you want to get mad about this, of course, Niantic didn't really communicate that. Uh, And they shut off shiny Abra and shiny Clefairy, but people did still get them. Now, we could speculate that uh, how did these two Pokemon get turned on uh, out of, you know, the... 400 plus Pokemon available. Uh, I think people are speculating that Abra is going to be that worldwide shiny for the, uh, or Abra or Clefairy is going to be that worldwide shiny for the uh, Germany Go Fest, and then the other one for the Japan Go Fest. Because I'm not sure how else those got turned on. Who knows? I mean, nothing is set in stone. They never really said Abra or Clefairy, anyways. Uh, but for the two hours those were available, 
as shiny for people specifically at GoFest. Yeah, and I wish I had known that because I spent about 90 minutes trying to get a shiny Abra thinking it still was possible to get it as a shiny. Yeah, that's where the maybe Niantic should have said whoopsie or maybe they should have left yeah. it on. I mean, I didn't spend a ton of time looking for them, but I did check a bunch of bunch of them just in case. Oh, we spent a ton of time looking for yours, buddy, because I recruited people. <laughs> I know. We spent a lot of time. Didn't work. Other areas, Spooky Forest, the water area... There was, uh, we talked about the battle zone. There was a trading post, which was actually really cool. I think they could do it better in the future, but they had this, uh, fenced off area. It wasn't, it was like, uh, the design was fenced off. It was, I mean, they were little low fest fences with hay barrels. And then inside were these huge barrels that you would, um, you know, see at like a rustic bar that you could put your drinks on. And then out of those barrels came umbrellas to have shade. So it was, it could have been bigger. That was my first complaint. You walked in there, it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. You could trade anywhere in the park. You didn't have to be there, but ideally, if you were looking to trade, that was a centralized place to go to be like, okay, instead of just stopping people who are walking, you could be like, I'm looking to trade. So when you walked in, they offered you a paddle, which was very cool, and you could write what you wanted on the paddle, and then you flipped it over and what you were willing to trade. One problem is uh, there people stole the Sharpies, of course. <laughs> This isn't a problem to go fast. This is a problem anytime you put Sharpies out on a table, somebody will use it and then put it in their pocket. <laughs> Maybe you always keep a Sharpie with you. I don't know. Uh, but you could write what you wanted. A lot of people were uh, very, very sought after, of course, were uh, Yuxi and Mes- Mesperit. Uh, people were looking for shiny babies. Uh, people were looking for shiny crown Flower Crown Pikachu or Shiny Flower Crown Eevee. Those were very sought after. Of course, regionals. People were looking for Tropius, Relicanth, Volbeat, uh, Carnivine. Uh, not Pachirisu, because Pachirisu is already there. Uh, and then you had another bunch of people looking specifically for certain letters of the unknown alphabet, because they were trying to get them all. So I think the two that stood out, or the three that stood out to me that people really wanted were um, J, Q, and Z were probably the ones I saw the most on people's stuff. I think there was only one ever J. I think there was an event in Japan that had J. I don't think the U.S. ever got a J unless it was Wild Spawn. And I don't think there's ever been an event with a Q at all. Um, I don't know if there maybe was an Australia event, but I'm not. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't think of any right now. I think I there know, was but... an event with Z, though, in Australia and maybe even Europe. But the un- unknown letters there... Uh, this year is spelled wake up with the exclamation mark. That was one, two, three, six, seven possible letters you could get. Yeah. And last year we got the question mark. So if you went last year and this year, now you've got both the punctuations. Um, and so the, the, they did this last year for the first time. Um, well, I guess they, did they have a Mew? You, you had to do steps to get Mew, right? No, they just gave everyone Mew. Yeah, because of the problem. The, the problem. So last year for Celebi, they had this quest, you know, catch 10 unknowns, do this, go to every area, catch the Pokemon there. Same thing this year, a little bit shorter, but I think a little bit better. Um, you had to first meet three new people. <sighs> Props to Niantic for trying to get people to talk. Yeah. Uh-uh, nope, nope. I Just mean, delete it, three friends and add them back you, again. <laughs> you could do that. You could do what I did, which is post my friend code on t- social media. Um, but I did meet three new people, uh, five I new mean, people, because I, I, I traded. I did help people out. I did help people out. Like, I did the delete thing, but then later, 
in the day when people were like, I'm desperate for friends because I need to complete this quest. I'm like, sure. So I met people like that way. So it did work, but I just, it was the very first thing you had to do. It was easy just to delete the friends yeah, that you were there I just with wish they didn't right start back. with that. Because yeah, they, I just wish they didn't start with that. Eventually yeah. you would have met people when you were like, okay, I've explored the whole park. Now I want to, that's what I did. Like I explored the yeah, whole park yeah. and then I was like, I want to see what's in trades. Yeah. It should have been further along in the steps. The fact that it was the very first thing when you got there was just like, okay, I want to see what else I have to do because I don't know how many steps there are going to be. I don't know what they're going to make me do. Although I will say I really enjoyed the quests. I thought they, apart from the fact that the friendship thing was the very first thing you did, um, I thought they were very clever in how they laid it out and how it got you to move around the area. Yes. Yeah, and I actually feel it was like just the right amount of research tasks yeah. because last year I it it almost took me the entire day to do all of the research tasks. There were there were so many. This I one think was there was more like fun. seven or nine steps to get to Celebi and, and it was just like you had to be going up and down the entirety of that park over and over and over yeah. again. The AR photobomb part was fun. Oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. Like, so that for, was just fun for those that didn't do the quest yet. I'm sure it'll be different. I'm sure when Jirachi w- runs uh, is released worldwide, I'm sure the quest will be slightly different. But for those not there, part one was you know send three gifts, meet three new people, and um, I can't remember the last one. It was super simple though. I think it was spin ten stops, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. Then Which two- they were like poke stops every two <laughs> feet. <laughs> and then the second quest uh, was catch five Pokemon in every area that we talked about. So five in five ghosts, five fairies, five uh, ice. And they had to be different types. That yes. was the interesting thing. They had to be not. It wasn't just catch five in each area. It was five different of these types. So you couldn't so, catch like, like five Shuppet. Right. Well, and there like weren't catching... any Shuppet there. So correct. There was. You could get, there yeah, was there Shuppet. Were. Yeah, Shuppet, oh. Duskull, yeah. Uh, Sableye, Ghastly, and um, Driftbloom. Driftbloom. There were six. Yeah, that was my big regret of not spending enough time. In I should have spent more time in Spooky. Yeah, yeah I should have spent more time in Spooky Woods. Um, but you had to get like, and certain ones counted twice. Like if you could get if Lapras showed up for you and you got Lapras, it counted for the water and for the ice. Yes. So there was a lot of like good synergy there. It it felt it felt like you had to work for it, but you didn't have to work that hard. It was just like you had to hang out in the area oh, yeah. and you wait could, for things to spawn. You could just walk the park tw- once and complete yeah. that quest without even noticing it, which was great. Wow. Um, you know, like, I mean, right. unless you were not catching, unless like you were purposely not catching and only tapping right. to check for shinies. Like as long as you were, I was trying to catch everything this year. I caught a lot, but eventually I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired to do this. But they had, like, exclusive, like, Alolan Vulpix, Alolan Sandshrew were in the ice area, uh, which was yeah. fun. Mawile like, and uh, Absol were spawning, which was cool. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Pachirisu was everywhere. Hippopotas was everywhere. Uh, Crown Eevee and Flower Crown Pikachu were spawning, yeah. which is very cool. I was so bummed I missed that, because the two days they were available... Um, I flew to Japan, and while it only takes 18 hours to fly to Japan, uh, you lose that day going... Yep. So I was so bummed I missed a lot of that, so I stopped and up I on EVs. And I managed to get two of my flower EVs into the Leafeon and Glaceon, as I said I would. And now they have their little flowers in their hair, and Glaceon flowers are right on the bangs, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. 
And then the third step was going back through the areas and taking pictures. Uh, you had to take yep. five pictures, like take a picture of Ghastly in Spooky Woods, take a picture of right. Snover in Winter Forest. And when you did that, you would get a photobomb of a Pokemon. Um, so in Winter Forest, you would get Chimeco, which is really great for people who didn't have Chimeco. And one yep. of the areas, you would get a Cricketune. Uh, that was the desert area. The water area, you would get Bronzong. So for people who... You know, play Pokemon Go when it's community day or when there's an event like like my wife. She didn't have any of those Pokemon, so it was very exciting for her to be like, oh, I got Bronzong. Oh, I got... For me, it was, like, really, really exciting because this was the first time I saw Hippopotas. And then yeah. one of the rewards was, here's a Hippowdown. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry I mean, about that, this line why, anymore. I mean, that's why they were spawning in different areas because the idea was that like Hippopotas spawned over by the spooky woods and it was out of its area. So you were taking it back and then taking picture proof that you had returned it to its natural oh, habitat. See, for and those of us that actually read the story as you yeah. go, rather than just clicking through what the professor is saying you without know, I paying read, attention. I read the story two months ago when it was leaked. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. And then I didn't read yeah. it this time because I was like, oh, I read it. Then... Because Gasly was over by the water fountain, yeah. and you had to go back, and Horsey was in the desert area, and had to take it to the water fountain, and it, so that was fun. It was like, oh, they're lost, and then you take it back, and then when you took the picture, you got photobombed, and that was, like, exciting. Like, I was taking pictures anyway, so I knew that the photobombing thing was happening, so I was, like, telling everybody, oh, the photobomb here is Bronzong, and ooh, the photobomb here is Jigglypuff, which counts towards your fairy catch yeah if you're in the fairy area and you got photobombed by a jigglypuff and you had to catch that last fifth one catch that jigglypuff that photobombed you what was weird for me though is when when i took the hippopotas photo i didn't get a photobomb but it's still like counted towards so if so it was weird if you were by the food trucks there was a definite cutover because i had the same thing happen i got the photobomb but then it i got the cricketunes spawn but it didn't show up in the picture, and it didn't count for completion. So there was a definite line you had to be behind, and a little bit of a gray area for that quest to complete. So okay. it, on the edges, it got a little wonky. So I just went further in and took a Hippopotas picture, and then it spawned correctly and completed correctly. Even though I had gotten the spawn to happen elsewhere, it didn't complete because I was too far away from yeah. the desert area. Okay. Two issues that happened... Uh, probably publicly that everyone knew about outside of GoFest. First issue was on Friday. Well, I, we already talked about the Abra Clefairy thing. Yep. First issue was on Friday. All of Pokemon Go went down for about 15 minutes, where it didn't work yep. for anyone in GoFest, and it didn't work for anyone who was outside of GoFest. Uh, Niantic has never really stated what exactly happened, except, I don't know, maybe somebody tripped on a server cord <laughs> and unplugged it. Uh, but they just had to reboot everything. Um, so it wasn't, I want to, I want to say maybe it was less than 15 minutes because people yeah, got, it was 15 yeah, minutes. It, it was pretty short because people was, got back was... on except for at and <laughs> Correct. So I'm not sure what happened at that point because, uh, people on Verizon and Sprint, they were able to get back up and playing pretty quickly. So there was confusion, of course, because when you're playing and something happens, you're just like, is it, is it Niantic? Is it right. the app? Is it? Is it the cows that are here? Like, what is causing it? So when I when Irene was doing okay, I was on her hotspot for a bit. 
Um, because I thought, I didn't even know it was, I, at first I was like, maybe it's just my phone. Uh, did I hit my data cap? Uh, this is weird. I have unlimited. So there was a couple of things that happened for whatever reason for the rest of the day. AT&T got real weird around the fairy garden. Oh, there was a dead spot and I kept I, going to it. I did not have this issue. I did. Yeah, but I did. I did, I did mine, not have Mine was issue. more, less fairy garden, but more Buckingham fountain. It's no. on one side of the fountain for me. The mine other was, side was fine. Mine was right by that way too loud music speaker uh, in that, the fairy that garden. That was very, very, but, so, very. So, Greg, are you yeah. on the original iPhone plan on AT&T? Yes. Hmm, me too, because yeah, I was like it. thinking that's like one of the few things that differentiates nope. me from most AT&T nope. people. Well, you're like phone... Vince and I talked about it because Vince and I go to Community Day Mall of America and the problems that we were having like with weird dropouts and stuff are the same things we'd happen have happen at Mall of America. Like the experiences I was having there where things would drop off and disappear or would be slow and sluggish were the same problems I was having at Mall of America when I was on their Wi-Fi. Like I was having those issues no matter what community day I've gone to. So, like, people are like, oh, it's the AT&T problem, and I can't connect, and I'm like, I'm fine. Like, believe me, I tromped through that fairy garden for two hours at the end of the day, and I never had a problem. Well, now, no, for, for me say, in that one spot, I just, I lost signal, just completely. I will say, I do know, on the AT&T side, that they're building out 5G. So, I was initially frustrated because my speeds were slower, because I had dropped down to LTE. And I hadn't realized that that area of Chicago had not been completed yet. Okay. So the network is just slower. If you if you exist on 5G elsewhere, like I do at home, going there, at first I was like, why is it just feeling sluggish? The slower network is there. They haven't built it out yet. Um, so that was my initial problem with AT&T. Other than the 20-minute dropout and the normal weirdness that I get during community, I did not have the problems that everybody else did. With their network. Like, the same things I used to fix it before. Like, my app would freeze up, like it always does during Community Day, and then I would just put the app, go into airplane mode, come back, restart the app, and the app would be frozen and then reset itself and start going. Like, that's the problem I have every community. Mm. Well, I know two things. Uh, when the thing dropped, I went to the media tent, and I said, hey, is AT&T having problems? Because I know multiple people on AT&T who cannot play as well as they were prior to this everyone not playing. And I know people on Verizon and Sprint, they're fine. And I, can, my, I know it's not my phone because I can connect to a Sprint phone off their hotspot and I can play fine. And very quickly, the media person left, came back, and said, every... AT&T cow in Grand Park have, have has rebooted and they have rebooted to a different frequency. So they did acknowledge that AT&T did have a problem at Grand Park. Uh, I still, I mean, I will agree with Will. I still had spotty service specifically at Buckingham Fountain. What I realized later in the day though, and when we went, went back, so we went back on Saturday and the same thing happened again. What I realized is if I shut off my Wi-Fi completely, I was actually better. So I think it's a I think it could have been a specific iPhone thing where iPhone has a built-in where the Wi-Fi like it will try to benefit off Wi-Fi. Yeah, True. it does. Yeah. It automatically does try to benefit off Wi-Fi. If it thinks there can be a Wi-Fi signal anywhere around, 
it's gonna look. Yeah, and there is that ATT Wi-Fi. Yep, there's SSID. like free ATT yep, Wi-Fi on. there, and I don't have my phone auto connect, but that doesn't mean it doesn't try to benefit. Right, it will try. So I, I know, I, I, and maybe I, can't, I can't redo Friday. I, I don't know if I would have turned off my Wi-Fi completely after the fact if I would have been better, but. At at that point, it was like, okay, we're 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 fine. There's issues over here. If I walk this, if I walk right side of the fountain, not left, I'm fine. So I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> it's not like the ghastly are any better on the left. Right. Third, what? However many issues we're on. Uh, on Saturday, the weather was predicted rain. Pretty much two weeks out, it did rain on Saturday. It was very gloomy. It was a lot colder. Friday was a very sunny, very perfect day. I heard it Thursday was very sunny. Got a complete sunburn on the top of my head. <laughs> yep. At around noon, and people might be mad at Niantic for this, but uh, this is the actual thing that happened. At noon, Chicago told Niantic they had to shut down the park. Yep. There were thunder. There were lightning strikes in other areas of Illinois, and that storm was coming directly for Grand Park. And they shut down and told Niantic they had to shut down. Now, this is not specifically a Niantic thing. They have shut down Lollapalooza for the same things. It is not up to the organizer. If Chicago says you got to do it, you got to do it. Niantic then removed all the stops to force people to leave, probably because both the city of Chicago and Niantic did not want a lawsuit. Well, you have to also, people, people have to understand that that park is by a giant lake and a river, and those attract lightning. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I've lived on a lake for most of my life, and you, if a thunderstorm is coming, you get away from the lake because lightning strikes tend to happen a lot more around them, and when they hit that water, they tend to do a lot of damage. Plus, there's a giant fountain full of water that's the highest thing most of the time because that Spray sprays up incredibly high. So <laughs> yeah, it did. If you're gonna get mad for them saying, "Hey, we don't want you to deal with electrical strikes and not survive this," then like that's on you. Yeah, because that's an incredibly dangerous situation, and they're not gonna they're not gonna mess around with people's safety. Period. Plus, if you had umbrellas up because it looked gloomy. They are one million lightning rods saying, hey, <laughs> strike me yeah. with lightning. Super not So, great. like, get out of the area. Don't hold that against them because a severe thunderstorm rolled in. And they, what, shut it down for two hours and then extended it for two hours to make a... No, they didn't extend it. Okay, so this is what happened. Oh, I thought they did. I think it better, honestly. Um, so they shut down around 12, 1230. They got everyone out. Um, they reopened... And they had really good communication this entire time, um, through Twitter at least. Uh, they reopened exactly at 3.30, so you can come back to the park and play. So about three hours of playtime was lost. So what Niantic was doing for everyone who had a Saturday ticket is you could continue playing until 7 p.m. There's probably a lot of reasons for this. The people running these booths, the security guards, I don't think they probably were able to be like, hey, do you want to stay an extra three hours? Yeah, like, I don't think that's that was... A, that's a lot of overtime. But they are offering everyone who had a Saturday ticket another chance at all of these Pokemon that could spawn anywhere they wanted next Saturday. 
from I think 7 a.m. to or sorry 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. where if you live in California, if you live in Germany, if you live in Australia, you had a Saturday ticket. You will see all these spawns again in your area. I have no clue how that's going to work. I'm sh- obviously they they tie the tickets to your account, so I'm sure it's account based. So that is the solution they're doing. So they if you didn't want to come back, which f- funny enough. Uh, it did not rain at all. It was just very dark and very eerie for the three-hour shutdown. Um, by that time, the storm itself, if you, I, I mean, I was watching the storm, but it, there was a lot of red in the storm, and by the time they reopened, there was no red. It was just dark blue or blue or whatever. Um, so it did actually continue to rain throughout the rest of the day, um, and it rained pretty heavily at one point. Will and I were out doing raids, and we were... <laughs> like fools. <laughs> uh, we were wet, but, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> we, we had change of clothes anyways. So we, we had to get shiny Cresselias, which I failed to do. But it did... There were no thunderstorms after they reopened, but it did continue to rain. So Niantic, again, offered everyone with Saturday passes a go at this again next week, but they, uh, there were so many people there. We were there when... It closed at 7 on Saturday, and there were tons of people still Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yep. I think that's it. I think that's pretty much all of GoFest. Sounds like Sunday went off without a hitch. Um, I I, I was really happy with it. This is the third year Niantic did it in Chicago. They did have a three-year agreement with the Parks of Chicago that applied to both Ingress and Pokemon Go. No clue if they're going to re-sign with Chicago again. No clue if they're going to re-sign with other cities. No clue if they're going to do another one. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to do another one. Uh, they did have a merch. They had two merch areas this year. Um, real did quick. They, wait, there were two? There were two. There I was, missed both of them. There was a Niantic merch that oh, had yeah. ultimately no the, line. Because nobody wanted Niantic branded garbage. You could uh, get a hat, uh, a water bottle, or a uh, and or a drawstring bag. And then there was another merch that had things just from PokemonCenter.com. And they had uh, the the hot item that's going for like a hundred bucks on eBay, even though it was like twenty five dollars. There was a Pokemon Go Fest T shirt, yes, um, that had a really cool. It was a it's a bunch of silhouettes of Pokemon that form a Pokeball. Um, but that line for that they had the line for that was incredibly long. I'm not sure how long you waited in it. Oh, uh, okay. I waited half an hour. But you had to show that you had a ticket for that day. You couldn't You couldn't wait in line on Saturday if you had a Friday ticket. They only wanted people waiting in line for the day they had the ticket, which makes sense. Yeah, so the way they did that was you showed your phone screen showing that you could see the Pokestops in the park. Because if you didn't have a ticket for that day, you wouldn't have been able to see those Pokestops mm-hmm. at all. So there was a bunch of stuff there. I didn't wait in line because I, 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 I can't wait for shirts anymore. I wear hoodies all the time. No one's going to see my shirt anyways. Last thing, which I think is interesting, this is the help desk before we move on and take a break, is uh, the force fields, where we know they have force fields, but we don't know how they exactly work. Um, obviously, in order to see the Pokestops, you have to have a ticket for that day. That was built into the app this year. Last year, uh, you scanned a code on a wristband, on a QR code on a wristband, and then the app recognized it and then showed you the stops. Uh, but in the trading area, I was trying to trade with somebody. She wanted a Volbeat. I have tons of Volbeats since I went to Japan. Um, and she was, uh, she was, she was like, you can pretty much have any shiny that I have here besides shiny legendaries. Let me know what you want. And I was like, well, I have a lot of these, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm missing a Lotad. So would you do shiny Lotad for Volbeat? And she was like, oh, absolutely. And I was like, okay, cool. And every time we tried to trade, the, either the, the confirm button didn't show up. 
we would get really far until there was no confirm. Or if we backed out and did it again, it was million Stardust. And she was like, I really want a Volbeat. Would you walk to the help desk area with me? And I was like, I I think it's your phone, but sure. Uh, so I walked over there, and we asked, and they asked what... The first question they said is, what day is your ticket? And I was like, well, my ticket's today, Friday. And she said, I have a Saturday ticket. And they said, because of the five special trades, you cannot... If you don't have a ticket for today, you cannot trade in the park. Wow. Oh, So wow. it prevents somebody from just walking in, because there are no fences. You could walk into right. Grand Park if you wanted. It prevents somebody just off the street from walking into the trading post and being like, I'm looking for Relicanth. It's really smart. And he said, we have a force field that prevents people from walking in and trading with you guys if you have a ticket. So if you wanted to do that trade, you both have to leave Grant Park and it would work. Huh. And I was like, well, that's so cool. That's cool. Um, but I'm but not leaving. Like, I'm uh, not leaving Grand Park. <laughs> 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 There's tons of people here that want Volbeat. I don't want to walk like 15 minutes out of Grand Park to trade with you. I'm sorry. Um, I did. I will state for the record. I did keep my promise to Will. Correct. And I gave him the Carnivine that I caught. Yes. And it said Carnivine for Will. It was traded. I got that. That was one of my special trades for the day. Uh, if you did not go to Pokemon Go Fest overall, I, I, it's it's still a glorified community day. <laughs> it um, is. Like, I had fun. It was my first one. I had fun. I, but like most community days, if I wasn't going with all y'all, I wouldn't go. Before you guys got there, I was there by myself. I had my headphones in. I was listening to podcasts. I was walking around. It did not feel exciting at all. There's definitely that, uh, that like, I, I don't know, maybe it's like the same as going to a movie th- movie by yourself or going to a festival by yourself. There's like that sense of Pokemon Go is really the people you are around. Yeah. As corny as that sounds, but I didn't really start having fun until you guys were there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then you walked off with other people and look yeah, I was pulled alone. in every direction. <laughs> you um, be. Your loyal co-hosts. I think the I think, and we'll probably find out by next week. But I believe the Silk Road was reporting shiny odds for people at GoFest was about one in a hundred. Well, I mean, I got five shinies, so I got four. I think not the one that wanted. <laughs> um, I've seen. Yeah, I saw. I mean, uh, I think Irene got two or three. You guys got four or five. I saw some people getting. Um, you know, upwards to 20. I don't think I saw anyone get more than 20, but it's all luck, right? You know, if it's right. one in a hundred, you could get three in a row. You could get three, you could get zero for three hours. Who knows? N- not that that matters that much, but that's, it is what it is. It was still fun. Surprisingly, I expected this to go more than a half hour. I think we did pretty good. I think we summed it all up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sword and Shield and the E3 stuff. So we will be right back. Dynamax. 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 Dynam
And we are back from our break. All right. Let's talk about E3. We're going to go through this press release. Nintendo's E3 day was on Tuesday. Uh, They did their 40-minute presentation where they showed uh, a very, very little Sword and Shield. They showed Animal Crossing. They showed Luigi's Mansion 3. If you're into E3, I'm sure you've seen all that news. If you're unsure what E3 is, E3 is a huge video game thing they do every year called the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Microsoft shows stuff, Bethesda, Sony, Ubisoft, etc. Um, and Nintendo usually has a 40-minute uh, to an hour-ish direct where they show off all their games for 2000, for at least in this case, 2019 and possibly 2020. The Pokemon stuff, they showed uh, a new gym leader, which we're going to talk about, and then they did a trail, or they did a treehouse where Masuda, Masuda's translator that goes with him everywhere, and then I can remember, never remember his name, but he's also like a director. The younger guy. The younger guy. Because Masuda's he, a producer now. He's not a director right, anymore. Right, and the, the director. guy's the director. The director there directed, I want to say Sun and Moon, because Masuda directed Sun and Moon. Or sorry, Masuda directed X and Y, and Masuda directed um, Diamond and Pearl, Fire Red, Leaf Green, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and I think one other game, but I can't remember. But the the current director did Sun and Moon and did... Uh, I want to say Black and White 2. Um, who, who did Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? That was another new director. Wow. I think. That was because Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I believe, was a younger team, according to Game Freak. Anyways. Um, and then they had two people from Treehouse who, you know, talk, asked them questions and played through the game. Right off the bat, they played the game with a pro controller. <laughs> so if you're curious about pro controller support, they literally played... Everything they showed, they had multiple pro. Uh, they showed Masuda playing uh, in handheld mode, but they the other people were playing with pro controllers. So let's get that out of the way. Thank goodness for that, because nothing makes makes Will Anderson spicier than not being able to use a pro controller. <laughs> Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield details revealed, including more on max raid battles and the wild area. New gym leader revealed. Pokeball Plus compatibility also announced. June 11th, more details were revealed today about Max Raid Battles and the Wild Area, a new features highly anticipated in both Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. A new Gym Leader and the Pokeball Plus compatibility with the games were also announced. The newest additions to the main series of the Pokemon role-playing video game franchise, Pokemon Sword and Shield will be launching on November 15th, exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. Start with the Pokemon in the Wild Area. Wait, don't you mean the Pokemon MMO franchise? No. Yep. <laughs> nope. I do. Very clear. Pokemon. It's pretty clear. The Wild Area is a vast expanse of land in the Galar region. It is home to a wide variety of Pokemon. While exploring the Wild Area, trainers will encounter powerful wild Pokemon that are consistently on guard. The types of Pokemon that appear, as well as battlefield conditions can affect the weather in the wild area. For example, a trainer who enters a battle during a thunderstorm will find power of water and electric-type moves increased. Wait, there's there's weather boosting of Pokemon? There in is. In area? What? what? I've never heard they of such a thing. didn't talk about this during the Treehouse, but it, it's funny because I think we had like a wishlist episode 
um, I want to say maybe six months ago or so, or maybe even a year I, ago. I'm an old man. I can't remember that far back. Somebody wrote in a question. They were like, what would you like to see? And the one of the things that stood out to me was seasons, just because when the seasons in black and white changed, uh, you could see different Pokemon on a route. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like they're doing that pretty much without seasons. If it's raining, you're yeah, going to well, see different Pokemon. If it's yeah. sandstorming yeah. or hailing, um, they're which doing is really uh, great. weather. Like, they're doing weather in replace of seasons, which works. Like, hey, weather hey, can hey, happen hey, more hey, frequently. Hey, seasons might be back in well, Galar. Let's not get carried away outside here. Outside of the wild area, you get regular seasons. In the wild area, it's anybody's roll of the dice. I don't think guess. you're getting that wish list, but sure. The, the <sighs> seasons are back. I refuse to give up hope until hope has been removed from me. All right. That's unusual for you. <laughs> listen. Listen, buddy. <laughs> let's, go through, let's go through this list. Max raid battles. That's kind of one of the big things here. A max raid battle can occur in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield when four players join forces to take on wild Dynamax Pokemon in the wild areas. Trainers can find other players who participate in max raid battles through a notification on their YCOM a new feature in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. On the YCOM screen, players can also trade Pokemon and have link battles via internet or local communication. When a Pokemon Dynamaxes, a unique, a phenomenon, something unique to the Gala region. It's a phenomenon. Yeah, it's like I struggle with the word. They grow to. Well, can you take over reading? You're right I, there. I can't. It's because my don't Look, have my I said, I sent you the press release. Oh, that's true. They grow to gigantic proportions and gain tremendous power. The trainer can encounter different species of Dynamax Pokemon with varying strengths when they investigate Pokemon dens located throughout the wild area. In battle, these powerful wild Dynamax Pokemon might use multiple moves in one turn, neutralizing the challenge Neutralize, neutralize the challenging Pokemon's abilities or even remove all stats that have been put in place. So they can use multiple moves, they can disable abilities, they can remove stat changes. That's real cool. Wild yeah. Dynamax Pokemon can also create mysterious barriers preventing almost all damage. To properly damage a Pokemon behind one of these barriers, trainers will need to break it down by repeatedly attacking it. Player's Pokemon is knocked out from a max raid battle. They can still assist other trainers by cheering them on. Uh, if a trainer emerges victorious from a max raid battle, not only will all participating trainers have an opportunity to catch the defeated Dynamax, they will also, also be rewarded with many useful items. This sounds so familiar. Let me let me do the last two real quick. We'll come back to Max Ray. Do you want me to read the next one just to give you a little tongue tongue break? Look, I've been doing this for three hundred some uh, yeah, episodes. Uh, let me do it yeah, the right way. You ready? Let's... All right. Let's see it. Let's see how many times you yeah. mess up. All right. Zero. Yeah. It'll be zero. Zero. All right. Nessa, a water type gym leader. Pokemon gyms are found in stadiums throughout the Galar region and attract trainers that are experts in specific types of Pokemon. To become champion. Players will need to defeat the top trainers in Pokemon Gyms, also known as Gym Leaders. <laughs> in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, trainers will encounter Nessa, a Gym Leader who is an expert on water-type Pokemon. Her calm and collected attitude hides a competitive spirit and indomitable will that become apparent when she overwhelms opponents with powerful water-type moves. I said indomitable without a pause. You said Galar wrong, though. 
Whatever. It's Galar. Happy Pride, it's everybody. Galar. Happy Pride from Galar. Uh, finally, it's the- not Galar until much later. Pokemon Ball Plus compatibility. When a trainer syncs their Pokeball Plus with Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, they will be able to transfer over their favorite Pokemon to the Pokeball Plus and take them for a stroll in the real world. The Pokeball Plus will light up and vibrate, and the Pokemon Cry can even be heard occasionally. A newly purchased Pokeball Plus will contain the mythical Pokemon Mew. If players link a new Pokeball Plus to Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, they will be able to receive Mew in their linked game. Unlike in Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, the Pokeball Plus cannot be used as a controller in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Womp. Uh, not the end of the world, I don't think. Mew confirmed. Mew was, yeah, confirmed in, the, in, in Galar, I suppose. Uh, this is nice. I have a couple Pokeball Pluses that I have not redeemed my Mew from. Why do you have multiple Pokeball Pluses? I, bought- I mean, I have one Pokeball Plus that I also haven't redeemed from. I, what? I have two copies of the game. Irene has one, and then I have one that's brand new, not opened. Why? Because, you know, I mean, it's appreciating in value, Will. No, it's, it's not. It's, I need to put it next I to my ancient I saw this situation Mew. of, like, you trying desperately to find a Go Plus, and you're like, I can't find my Go Plus. Well, let me just go into my stockpile of 50 <laughs> Go Pluses no. I keep on a shelf here, because I can just I, crack I open another one. I did have to crack one. open a new Go Plus, but I ordered another Go Plus from China. <laughs> Wow. There's what? the box right here. Look, I need to have a sealed Go Plus. Must be nice Why? to be ready. Yeah, because he, cause he's, Cause he knows he's going to lose one. appreciate in value. Look. The Poke Walker was taken away from us in Heart Gold Soul Silver. It's the only good thing about that game. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, you had the Pokemon following you. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Gimmicks. Yeah, blech, blech. All right. Let's, uh, let's go back up to... Oh, let's get Nessa out of the way. She's great. She's awesome. Great. Yep. If anything, it. the internet has ever agreed on. Seems they all like Nessa. <laughs> I love a and strong female leader. Yes. It looks like she's using Dreadnought as one of her Pokemon. We saw it. Hmm. Dynamax. What is a Dreadnought? Is that that's what it's called, right, Greg? I didn't say I just whatever. Okay. Go all on. Right. Uh there's actually one point. You know, in the six hours of the treehouse footage, during one of their intermissions, they watched a player from start to finish in Nessa's gym challenge. Yeah, that was cool. So it seems that there are these gym challenges where, I mean, they could be exactly the same thing as trials. They could be exactly, look, we had this huge debate. There's not a lot of differences between trials and gyms. When you look at them on a meta level, correct. There's a puzzle. There's a person or a Pokemon you fight. <laughs> well, you're not ever fighting people. They're there's, setting up there's Pokemon. There's a puzzle and a boss battle. Yes. Right. Um, so in this case, if you watch the treehouse, um, they, wa- they had a person walk through Nessa's not, gym. I, it's not really a gym. I, the area yeah. before the stadium? I, yeah. Like the weird backstage? I don't know. It's like, a, it, it's like the puzzle area that right. happens in all stadiums so in this you know in this case they were turning on and off uh valves and that would open up different paths of water that you could walk through they had the standard um trainers in there that you could battle i think there were three or four um we saw a new pokemon in that case we did tattoo 
I wow, don't I like how you say we like I saw any of this. I well, was working, okay? <laughs> um there were also people that could play Sword and Shield on the on the the floor and they also took pictures of Pokémon. There are two new Pokémon here. Um I don't know if the trainers that are their final like that that are like that's the right trainers and the right Pokémon for that area. It didn't seem to match. Um one had a Vulpix, one had an Impidimp, which we're going to talk to and then I think the other one had Yamper. So none of those were water Pokémon in a battle before a water gym leader, but I think one, they were all level 50 to begin with too. So like, there's no way that her gym is all level 50 because she's also level 50, but I think they said somewhere she's like the second gym leader. What? Um, it's a big curve, but yeah, it's a real, real big curve this time. <laughs> Did somebody not get your phone call about pacing, Greg? <laughs> no, story no, nope, they've never gotten the phone but call about I, my pacing. I would hook. assume that this was designed for the fact that if everyone had water, you would just send out your one. You just send out Grookey, and you just one shot everything. True. Oh, and one had a uh, gossip floor. I think there were four trainers. Anyways, we saw Yamper, uh, which is an electric type Corgi. So cute. It has a new ability called Ball Throw. Pretty much if... Ball Fetch. Ball Fetch. I'm sorry. Uh, if if it doesn't... If your Pokemon... I, th- I think if, if Yamper... If Yamper is on your team and Yamper is not holding an item, if you throw a Pokeball and it fails to catch the Pokemon, Yamper will pick up that first Pokeball thrown. Um, and then so if, if there are new Pokeballs or Friend Balls or Love Balls or Luxury Balls or Premier Balls and you throw it, and it fails to catch on the first time, you will get it back with Yamper's ability, the first one. Nice. Which is great if there are special Pokeballs in this game that are hard to come by. In Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you could only get three of each uh, Apricorn ball. Um, so who knows? Useless in battle. Every Pokemon game has been known to remove things and add things in the... What Game Freak says, the they want every region to feel special or unique, or I, I think it's what it's fine. How dare if they? you really care about these Pokeballs, you can catch them in a specific game, transfer them up, breed a bunch, crossbreed, whatever. There's multiple ways to get a Haunch Crow in a Safari Ball if you really want a Haunch Crow in a Safari Ball. <laughs> but that's a that's a new ability, and then so Yamper Electric type Corgi. No clue if it evolves. Uh, every Pokemon at that you played with at the E3 demo all were holding Everstones. And then the other Pokemon they showed was Impidimp, which looks like to be a goblin or obviously an imp, but it was the yep. uh, very sought-after fairy dark type. I oh, am it's so, so amazing. Yes. Favorite Pokemon. Favorite Pokemon on my team. Level 100 <laughs> Impidimp. Will Anderson. My huh? Sableye and my Impidimp are going to be like best friends. What if it evolves? Go. What about it? Well, so what if it evolves? It better evolve into something real cute because Impidimp's what it's going to be. Okay. All right. I mean, if you're, if you're asking Will, who has a level 100 chest pin. Correct. What if it evolves? What if it evolves? Like, well, it could be cuter. Dynamax it could be. Impidimp. Impidimp seems like something that will evolve and get wings. I always yeah, feel like wings. I wings. am into this. It has wings? Yeah, it got little wings in the back. Did it drink some oh. Red Bull? Maybe it drinks some Red Bull, I didn't and that's see how it evolves. Pretty sure I saw little wings back there. I mean, Corgi, uh, the the Yamper has a little heart thing on its butt. Yeah, the heart butt. Ugh. He looks like my dog. Yamper is just showing that they're running out of ideas oh for my designs. God. <laughs> little garbage. Uh, Yamper, thumbs Corgi. down. Thumbs Yamper is down. so 
Who's... Yamper is so cute. Yamper, I want my sweet puppy. Put Yamper and Wulu in a blender and turn them into candies for the other Pokemon. <laughs> All right. Nessa, water right, type will... gym checklist. That's done. We talked about the gym uh, or the yes. challenge area. We talked, you fight her in a stadium. Dynamax, Pokeball Plus. We talked about that. Check mark out. We don't know if taking your Pokemon for a stroll will get you rare candies or candies or we have no clue what that does, but we do no. know that Pro Controller, Joy-Cons, they're in. Okay, you want to do, let's do max raid battles here. Um, so the dens, so if you look in the wild area, which we'll talk about a little bit more, you'll see these, what look to be Breath of the Wild lights that light up in the air. You'll be able to go to those and do max raid battles. Uh, the one they showed in the treehouse was against a Steelix. And they kind of walked through the four verse one. Of course, now, if you don't have anyone to play, let's, uh, I was about to say, let's go Pikachu. If you don't have anyone to play Sword and Shield with, uh, it will generate three NPCs for you to do the max raid battle with. It is possible for the max raid boss, um, to take multiple turns. Um, and it seems that once it gets about 50% HP, it puts up a shield. Um, not like a protect. It was like a shield you could see, uh, and you had to have to break down the shield before you're able so, to. Kind of like in Pokemon Go, when you use your shields move when you're in a trainer battle. Um, no, I would just say like a, almost like a secondary health bar. Okay. Like like in a shooter, if you've ever played a shooter and you pick up like body armor, it's yeah. like oh you have to break through the body armor f- before you can break down the health. Okay. Uh, so that's what you mean by can see. Okay. Um. So yeah, you can see it. It's like right below. I think it was pink. Um, they did say now players will take turns picking their moves. Um, and I think it said every player had 45 seconds to pick their move, which is great. Cause if you're playing with people online and you're not necessarily talking with them, I'm sure people are going to come into situations where it's like, I hate playing with people cause they take the maximum 45 seconds to pick a I move. I hate playing with Will Anderson. He keeps Dynamax and his impidimp. <sighs> Interesting you say that. So out of the four people, only one can Dynamax. So every yeah. option you do have the, the ability to Dynamax, but if you decide to, just use your move and not Dynamax, that option goes to the next person. So they did a full four turns without Dynamaxing, and then one of the people out of the four asked if they could Dynamax their Arcanine, which seemed to make sense because Steelix is weak to fire. Arcanine confirmed. Um, and the Arcanine Dynamaxed. Uh, there were really cool... I, I, I think the Dynamax and I think the Max Raid Battles I, I think are awesome. Uh, you know, yeah. anytime you get gimmicks with whether it's... Um, you know, triple battles or sky battles or rotation battles or Z moves or megas. You're going to always have people that hate them and people that yep. dislike them. I personally yep. really liked megas. I really like Z moves. I hated rotation battles. I hated triple I battles. I loved, loved rotation battles. Uh, yeah. Sky battles were so blah to me. But yeah, sky battles weren't that interesting. Reverse battles. But I loved battles. rotation battles. Triple battles were not that interesting. Reverse battles. Um, yes. I'm very excited for the raid battle thing. Like, it's, I mean, it's much more interesting raiding than it is in Pokemon Go. Like, I have my full list of moves and decisions to make instead of 20 people just tapping on a screen. So, Well, like, yeah, but you, you can't get away with saying that th- this is obviously very much inspired by Pokemon Go. Yeah, it is. I mean, the whole fact that you are raiding, everybody's raiding against one super extra powerful mega, not mega. Larger than <laughs> everything, and it shrinks after it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, And it's, you get it's, special prizes at the yeah. end. Yeah. I mean, You it's might clearly, even get, like, special balls. Well, obviously, you get the Dynamax ball you get to the throw Dynamax at it. Yeah. Ability. But, like, I don't hate that. I mean, 
I like, I mean, as, as a MMO player, I do like raid content, like with other people and having fun and doing that. Like, I think there needs to be, I, I'm curious what the communication system is going to be like. I'm assuming it's going to have to be outside if you want to plan. I think what's going to be inside is very limited, but so, I have a feeling if you're doing it with online fen- friends, you're going to need to have I, some I'm other way to sure, talk. D- I'm sure they'll have like an emote system though built in. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But, but you know I what's mean, really funny s- is like back in black and white, when you were doing trades and stuff, you could use the 3DS microphone to actually communicate with people. They started that with Diamond and Pearl. I thought Maybe, I, 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 I swore I could hear people when I did. I think you could, yeah. I, I don't remember it was Diamond and Pearl. I know that was back one of those two generations had it. I mean, and they may include that, although they are real. <laughs> Nintendo is very, very, very light on... I don't blame them. ...on what they allow, because kids... So I, I, I think the chances of having some sort of microphone system, again, is very limited. Like, they already showed that the Y controller, the Y communication thing, has basic icons and basic things you can say. So I'm imagining there might be a different set while you're... In the Dynamax raid that says, like, may I Dynamax? And people can say yes or no or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of communication yeah. in there. Um, but I'm, I, I'm almost guaranteeing there will be no voice built into this game. No. If you're going to do voice rating, you're going to have to go outside of this game and set it up yourself. Well, the other thing is, are you going to need to do voice rating? Maybe not. I mean, I think some of the tougher ones might might need it well you do want to coordinate on who's going to dynamax you don't want some fool to like yeah i mean you don't want like will anderson impidipping i feel like sometimes you do want will anderson to impidip even even if somebody (laughs) you know dynamax is the wrong pokemon or what you feel is not the optimal strategy i i have low expectations for how hard these are going to be oh i disagree i'm on the completely opposite i think there are going to be some that if you do not coordinate correctly you are not but going to the get problem it. with that is if you don't coordinate correctly you stop playing with humans and you just pick the npcs because they're never, never going to win. dynamax you're going to pick the best pokemon you're going to dynamax it and that's going to be it. now i think the npcs are like not going to be sufficient for some of these and it's like you're going to have to find events or you're just not gonna you're gonna have to trade for those pokemon i hope they're challenging i hope i, I hope I hope they're challenging. I hope they're I challenging in a fun way. Yeah, they're, they're, some of the tougher ones requiring that you can coordinate with other people. There is going like, to be. I think there'll be some that will be easy, and some that will be. You know, there'll be your one stars and your five stars. I can I can guarantee there's going to be an LFG page <laughs> for this game, and there is going to be like if you don't have Gallahorn. No, not interested. Not no on Gallahorn, my team. not on my team. We're running Crota. No Gallahorn, you're not in. You know how to pull out the Ethernet cord? Nope, you're not in. We need somebody who knows how to pull their Ethernet cable out. What is that? Wow, deep cuts. Some real deep destiny rating. All right, so this is from, uh, this was an interview. Uh, This is piggybacking off the Dynamax stuff and the Max Raid battles. Um, This is an interview the day after Nintendo's E3. This is off uh, US Gamer. Um, It's an interview with uh, both Masuda and uh, Omori, which is the director, who I couldn't remember their name earlier. I apologize. Uh, but the question was, uh, for Max Raid Battles, did you look for Pokemon Go for inspiration for raid battles that are in that game? 
And what do you feel you're going to do with Sword and Shield to take max raid battles to the next level? The answer from Omori is, I think... I think both features were being developed around the same time. Both the Pokemon Go raid battles and the Max raid battles while we were working on the development of the game. Keep in mind, they've been making Sword and Shield for uh, ever since they were done with Sun and Moon. They've been making it for a very long time. Yes. Really with a similar goal to have more ways of uh, for players to kind of play with each other. Specifically, we wanted to do Max raid battles... Specifically, what we wanted to do with Max Raid Battles was to give a cooperative battle experience. You can always battle against friends, but that's kind of PvP-oriented competitive play that may be intimidating to some players. We wanted to offer an experience where you could easily get friends and have them join you, and something you can challenge a really strong opponent and have a good time. So, personally, I'm a strong believer in co-op play. I think that's really why I gravitate towards, and Greg probably as well, gravitate towards games like Final Fantasy. Yep, I love co-op play. Board games, co-op, all of it. Co-op, co-op, co-op. Will and I played Destiny very heavily for three years together uh, with a lot of like raids in that game or just a lot of strikes. And I, 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 you walk away not feeling like salty, right? You walk away feeling good and accomplished that you did something with your friends and you all got rewards. It depends on who died too many times to make the raid fail. Sure, Thank you, sure. Drew. Um, oh, call out. <laughs> But we we do know, uh, based off past interviews, they've been working on Sword and Shield for a long time. The quote unquote, you know, newer team made Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, uh, and we do know that they put out Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee because they did not have time to do Sword and Shield last year. So this game's coming out. Um, the Sword and Shield anime will be coming out at the same time. I'm sure the Sword and Shield first movie will is already in development. I am sure that. Come this October, November, the Sword and Shield new base set will start with the trading card game. So there's a lot of things happening in this space with Sword and Shield coming out. But uh, yeah, so it looks like, you know, max raid battles are kind of similar to Pokemon Go. Obviously, Pokemon Go is a very simplified game. Um, and that's fine. That's not. I'm not saying that's bad for Pokemon Go to be simplified. It's just this. this seems a little more advanced and in the battle they showed in the treehouse it was cool one person put up reflect to protect the entire team oh i love that kind of stuff another person yeah, you know went ahead and tried to burn the steelix to you know half its its uh, physical attack um and then of course the arcanine dynamax so if if this is a way to you know get specific pokemon like you can only get steelix through dynamax or maybe even i mean this is this is out there dreaming but just possibilities maybe they when they introduce a pokemon like i don't let's just say meltan um let's say like the only way to get meltan and sword and shield no clue is to do a dynamax with somebody and that's really great for people who don't play pokemon go or who didn't get let's go pikachu let's go eevee like oh i can get a meltan or a melmetal for the first time um, if I can have friends help me do that, uh, that's, you know, I, and I only say that, you know, because that's how they've introduced Pokemon in Pokemon Go. You know, if you've, the only way to get a Shinx at the beginning was to raid for a Shinx. The only way to get Mes, Mesprit, Uxie, and Azelf is to do raids. So I, I hope that's something they consider. And we do know that Game Freak has a real history of making a game. And as soon as they're done, they start the next one. Which is exactly what exactly what they've always done. As soon as they were done with Sun and Moon, they started on Sword and Shield. So 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it takes a really long time to make these games. Yep. But yeah. I, I also think that it's very clearly showing that they're seeing the things that are popular in Pokemon Go and saying, how can we incorporate these into the regular Pokemon game? Because not only will that appeal to Pokemon Go players who will now start playing this game, but they've it's proven that it has generalized appeal yeah. even to people who've never played Pokemon. So these are the kind of features that people want to see in a Pokemon game because... Pokemon Go is a Pokemon game. Yep. I think that like they they are very good at taking taking things that worked that that you know people are like it's fun-ish like a lot of people do them it's not the greatest thing and then making them apply to the full game like bringing raids in with a giant you know cuz in Pokemon Go raids they're giant and then they shrink down so like that whole thing just having that translate over in an in an interesting way like is exciting to me. I like that they they clearly show that they learn what works and are willing to improve on those things and make it fit into the game. Yeah, and there's always been cohesion with Pokemon games. I mean, like when if yes. you were to if you've never played the Pokemon trading card game and you were to pick it up, uh you would notice that the the abilities make sense for the Pokemon, you would see the the um, the held items are like, oh my gosh, that's like the same held item I would use if I was battling in the VGC. Or, oh, like these item cards match the things I just used in the video game. The same with the anime, right? Like it would be very weird yeah. if Ash didn't ever use a Z-move during his Sun and Moon story <laughs> arc. Like there is that cohesion. And since Pokemon Go is undeniably the biggest success that came out of the Pokemon company, it's made a lot of money. Uh, it did. They they have things that work, and they've you know implemented them both ways. You know, I I still hope to this day that they get rid of Dusk Stone, they get rid of uh, Sunstone, they get rid of Dragon nah, Scale, dog. and they just Deep have Sea Scale. I just nah. I just want that Sinnoh Stone. Just simplify. Nope. <laughs> no. Some, What's our over no. under for getting a de evolution spray at this point? Oh, de evolution spray is still something I want. That's the, something the TC really? What's the over under? Yeah. What if you accident like I accidentally evolved my uh, so real quick you know back in time when I played <laughs> when I played the Let's Go Pikachu demo at Nashville I got a shiny Pidgey and so when I caught. A shiny Pidgey and Let's Go, when it came out, I named it Nashville to remember that Pidgey that I could never keep. And then all of a sudden I was ranting about something in, on Twitch. <laughs> oh, and how that, strange. That never occurs. And that shiny Pidgey evolved into a Pidgeotto because I didn't hit the B button fast enough and I just wanted him to be a Pidgey again. Well. Well, the evolution spray. Yeah, TCG. Let's, let's see how me. I feel when I accidentally evolve my Impidimp right. into Uggabump. Uh, before we get... <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Okay, we're gonna we're, I'm gonna talk about this and we're gonna take a break. We're gonna do wild area and then we're gonna do question and then we're gonna do uh uh Pokemon of the Week. Before we take a break, before we get to Wild Area, this is off Polygon. Um Z moves and Mega Evolutions will not be in Sword and Shield. It is all Dynamax now. From an E3 interview with Famitsu, producer Masuda stated in the E3 interview with Famitsu today that the two features would not be ported to the next set of games. This change will uh, will address concerns with competitive play as well. Now, the competitive Pokemon scene uh, 
won't be forced to be balanced around Z-moves. Mega Evolutions, instead, they will be forced around Dynamax. Mega Evolutions were first introduced in Pokemon X and Y. Z-moves were first introduced in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, neither are coming to Sword and Shield. Uh, but we do not know the full extent of Dynamax, so we can't really... Right. We have no clue. We do know in interviews that both Masuda and Omori stated that they do want to uh, get more people into the competitive scene, and they are focused on balance. Uh, we have no clue uh, how strong or how weak or... Th- there will always be a meta, right? You know... Yeah. Whether that's Pokemon, whether that's, you know, Call of Duty, whether that's, you know, Apex, you're going to make all these guns. Some guns will always be bad. Some guns will always be good. You know, whether there are 600 Pokemon in this game or there are 1,000 Pokemon in this game, there will always be some Pokemon that will be good. Some will be bad, no matter if Dynamax benefits everything. We don't know. Uh, and even the people who do did play at E3... I I mean, you could Dynamax against a Vulpix, I guess. I don't know if that gives you the full extent of what Dynamax actually offers. I'm excited for it. Uh, Z-moves to me always felt like a Final Fantasy, like I'm going to use my ultimate. Uh, Mega Evolutions always seemed like, well, it's cool, if but if it didn't, if your favorite Pokemon didn't Mega Evolve, that kind of, you, you don't use it. Uh, but I will say Mega Evolutions made me appreciate other Pokemon. It was cool to see Beedrill in a different life or well, Mawile. I, mean, like, I, I know a lot of people like the new designs, right? That you get, you get the Mega Evolution, the Pokemon looks different. Yes. It looks like it is a Mega Pokemon. We don't know the extent of Dynamax. We don't know if there's like Dynamax or Super Dynamax or Ultimate Dynamax. We have no clue. I think the, the one thing about Dynamax that I, I think has become pretty apparent or that they're trying to point out that I appreciate a lot is Dynamax only happens in Dynamax areas. So as you're wandering around Galar, I think that's the right pronunciation. Galar, yes. Like your wild Pokemon encounters, your random trainer battles, NPC trainer battles, will not involve Dynamax. So it's not that situation that Steve complained about where he's like, I don't want to battle this Pokemon. I Z move the first thing. It's dead. I move on. You're not going to no, be. No, I didn't Z move because I didn't want to wait for the animation. Well, whatever. <laughs> but you're not. You're, you're not. You're not even going to be able to Dynamax in just any area on the map. It's only in the gyms, which are built on Dynamax areas, and potentially only in the wild area, which has Dynamax areas. And everywhere else, it's your regular Pokemon team is your regular Pokemon team, and that's it. Uh, let's take a break, and uh, we'll talk about the wild area. And uh, question of the week, Pokemon of the week. We'll be right back. Blingin', bangin', 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 blingin', bangin', 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 Yep. And we are back. 
pull again a quote from this U.S. Gamer art, uh, U.S. Gamer article. Uh, we'll probably go back to this article in the future. We're not going to go through this whole article today, as you can tell. We have already spent so much time <laughs> talking about stuff. So there will probably well, while you're listening, you'll probably see in your podcast that oh, the podcast is ending soon, and they haven't talked about X, Y, Z. No, Pokemon Z never came out. But uh, there's next but week. Bum. We're talking about this. But for this, uh, pulling from this U.S. Gamer article, what are you most excited for players to experience in this game? Omori said, it's hard for me just to choose, but f- but it is the wild area. Also, if you connect to the internet while you are in the wild area, you will see lots of players from around the world. Like in an mm. MMO. It really does feel... You know, I heard Animal Crossing has eight players. That's a double MMO. Yeah, it is. Hot stuff. Uh, right. I, I heard that Animal Crossing got delayed until March of 2020, and Will Anderson had a mini-riot and destroyed his own living room. Please send donations. I need furniture. Nah. Makes it easier to move. True. Uh, it does really feel like you're playing alongside other players. It's kind of a new thing for Pokemon. You can, of course, use the feature to invite them to trade or battle. I think it will be a lot of fun. We saw in the wild area, we saw the Rotom phone, which uh, got your bike, and it got you the ability for your bike to magically turn into a water bike to cross the water. <laughs> no HMs, thank you. Well, as far as we know, hopefully that is the one thing that never comes back. Uh, although I saw some people this past week say they miss HMs. I don't want <laughs> uh, And one of their reasons was because they were actually good moves. You can still have Surf without it being yeah, an HM. Surf, surf was the only good HM. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, water, Surf and Waterfall. Like, we are really limited to those. Maybe Fly, but I feel like Aerial Ace is just better. <laughs> Yeah, in every situation. Fly does give you immunity for half, like one turn. Yeah, but you're they. If it's a turn-based game, if it's competitive, they they'll just switch or well, they'll dragon dance up, and you are yeah, or to- they'll to- toxic or they'll fly, protect toxic fly protect. Well, maybe I don't. There's a lot that can happen. <sighs> Spell tag, <laughs> Spell red card. So we saw uh, them walk. There's there's a lot to talk about in the wild area, but uh, we saw a bunch of Wingull flying around. So it's very Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. We have these overworld Pokemon. I forgot what they called them. Wingull confirmed. Uh, Wingull, yes, confirmed. I think they called... Uh, so you have random encounters. I think they called them simple encounters. So simple... I, I think they said simple. We're, we'll use that for now. If, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But they said simple encounters, which are overworld encounters or Pokemon that you can see and you can run up to and interact just like in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. So they did show a bunch of Wingle. Your trainer character has the ability to whistle, which can um, either scare Pokemon or bring Pokemon closer to you. Uh, we There's a part that Butterfree is very, very high in the sky, uh, which is very cool. We've never seen something mm-hmm. like that before, and that you can whistle to then hopefully bring Butterfree down so you can encounter it. Butterfree confirmed. I was a little... What is the word jaded? Or I laughed mm. out loud of how ironic it was that because there are some wild encounters in the game where you can see a little exclamation point in the grass and you can walk to that. We've seen that before in Sun and Moon. It's not new. Um, you can see Pokemon rustling around the grass. We've also saw it in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire where you can walk up to it and that is a surprise encounter. Well, that, yeah, that goes all the way back to Black and White 2, at least, where oh, they yeah, had the rustling the grass. grass. Yeah, because yeah. there were some Pokemon yeah. that would only appear in the rustling good grass. Good call, good call. So it was cool to see all these Wingles and uh, flying the sky. Well, as cool as 
a bunch of wingles are a horde of wingles a <laughs> flock not, of wingles not very cool and then we saw the exclamation mark and they ran up to it and they encountered another wingle <laughs> look they were not gonna give anything away i mean they were not, look they were not gonna let those people run into something they didn't want them to show sure like that whole thing was Loaded with wingles, no matter what. So that- sure, it is a beta, or it is a E3 build. I'm sure it's very controlled of what they were showing and what they were not showing. Yeah, they're like, you can run into that exclamation point and think you're going to get something. It's a wingle, so, haha. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was very controlled. I'm not sure if people on the E3 floor could explore the wild area. I think they were only stuck in the, the gym stuff. Um, but at least what they showed... I, I would I would hope that the exclamation part mark Pokemon are, are different than the Pokemon you can see. But we don't know too much about that. I mean, we saw a Galvantula. We saw Machoke. We saw Machop. Um, confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. We saw a, uh, a, a Vespaquen in the trailer. That At was, least we've that seen. That was going to hurt that child. <laughs> that Vespaquen was like, guess what? Your life is done now. You've walked into my nest. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pull again from the U.S. Gamer interview here. The question is, I want to ask a question about Pokemon Sword and Shield Wild Regions, the big open areas. Was there an influence that inspired you to create that sort of stuff? Because when I look at things like Breath of the Wild, I feel uh, immediately like I see Breath of the Wild influences here. Omori says, I think a lot of games take... Uh, on the ideal of having more open area, and we kind of just wanted to come back and see what would make the most sense for Pokemon if they were in an open area, and we, and that takes advantage of the Nintendo Switch hardware. We tried a variety of things that come to the wild area. For example, one of the things you saw is having the camera control, something we avoided in the past. But we feel that the, uh, with the younger generation of kids these days, it is natural to be able to control the camera uh, where there wasn't maybe a case for it in the past. So doing a variety of things in the wild area just makes sense for Pokemon. Yeah, why would you need to control the camera when the entire game was based on you looking at a 45-degree angle down at the <laughs> world? Correct. Like, speaking of, you know, the younger generations, we've had this conversation a lot, right? Games can't ever stay the same. Heck you know, no. Something that has, you know, we, we joke, like, you know, about these old games, like you know, Red and Blue, you know, Golden Eye. Weeks ago, Greg, we talked about how people wanted, you know, classic WoW and how so different that is from new WoW. Yeah. Like, games have to change to, you know, a younger generation of, you know, their attention spans might be different. They might be looking for different ways to play. You know, the price of games is so dramatically different with, you know, free-to-play or $60 or, you know, subscription-based Question here is, do you see Sword and Shield being some kind of jumping off point for future Pokemon series, probably because you're launching Sword and Shield, but also Pokemon Home, Pokemon Bank, a lot of things coming around it. Do you feel that this is a new era in the Pokemon series? Um, This is Masuda talking. I think it's fair to say it's not a transition, for example, at Game Freak, uh, but Omori-san is the director for these games, so we're passing a lot of responsibility to the younger generation to kind of move the franchise forward. Also, being on the Nintendo Switch allows for new play styles, not just handheld, but on the TV. I think it's definitely going to represent a new chapter in Pokemon. Well, the, the thing that comes to mind when people ask these kinds of questions is, obviously, we've been doing this for a long time, a relatively long time. And there used to be 
back in the day, this um, phrase that kept going around where they kept saying, Pokemon will always be a 2D game. And it'll never yeah. be. And then X and Y came out, and it's like, oh, well, now it's a three. And there was also the always the phrase of Pokemon's always going to be a handheld game. It'll never be an on the console game because it's the nature of Pokemon to be handheld only. And well, now it's a console game. I mean, there's also, you know, Nintendo will never not put their games on mobile. I'm just saying, hey, they're finally actually acknowledging that they will develop and evolve these games over time. And we're not going to expect the same thing year after year. Every game is going to be the same adventure over and over and over again. And, you know, start loosening up your imagination so that you can actually enjoy what developments are to come. I mean, the same could be said for Breath of the Wild, which I don't think... Will, you played. I'm not a Zelda but, dude. Greg, did you play Breath of the Wild? I don't know no, if you were a Zelda I'm fan. A, I'm not a Zelda fan. I okay. want to be a Zelda fan. I'm just not. <laughs> like, I try. So uh, I liked Wind Waker. That's about it. I also, Wind Waker was my Zelda okay. game. And <laughs> sure. hey, hey, pumped that that is coming out for the Switch. Heck yeah. yeah. So I, I, Heck yeah. I think, you know, a lot of a lot of hardcore Zelda fans really liked Breath of the Wild, but I think it's easy to find, you know, hardcore Zelda fans that didn't like Breath of the Wild and um and that's okay, that's fine, you know, not everyone has to like every game, but there's a very formulaic thing to Breath or to Zelda games of I'm going to get my sword, I'm going to get my shield, there are these dungeons, I'm going to beat these dungeons and at the end I'm going to beat Ganon plus or minus a horse in that in that equation. And Breath of the Wild really only has four dungeons, right? In, you know, something like Ocarina of Time, I think you have like seven. Uh, um, I think there were eight. Or eight. Uh, in Wind Waker, there's, I want to say there's like six. I'm sorry, my Zelda lore isn't, I played all of them, but it's been. And, s- and I do want to such... edit my previous statement that uh, Link's Awakening is my my game and that is the one that's coming out you know and link's awakening yeah. and uh, and link to the past they also have you know you know eight ish dungeons or whatnot and i would my personal opinion about breath of the wild is there's four dungeons in that game and they're the the worst part about that game i think the shrines are more interesting i think exploring the world is more interesting i think the sense of discovery of like every time you feel like you you feel like there can't be anything over here. There is something over there, and those like four dungeons, which are very formulaic to Zelda, are kind of the weakest point of the game. And now some people might argue that they like them, but that's fine. I'm not saying you. I know plenty of people that like them. Um, I also know plenty of people that didn't like Breath of the Wild because they wanted that dungeon feel. Um, and it's cool from this interview, and I think every if you're a Pokemon fan and you're listening to this podcast, we'll include it in the show notes. Um, I think it's it's very, I think this interview is very great because they're acknowledging that like we are making changes. Pokemon is never going to be this game that you thought like that. Maybe some people thought like oh you know always eight gyms, always an elite four, always you know catching them all, always battling brainless NPCs in the battle tree afterwards. <laughs> Like, they add features, they remove features, and that's been a staple ever since, you know, Johto, ever since they made a sequel. Yeah, it kind of sucks that if you fell in love with Z-moves, they're gone. But, you know, I fell in love with the radio in Johto, something that you could play to increase Pokemon spawns or decrease Pokemon spawns. Or, here I'm complimenting HeartGold, SoulSilver, you could play a song on a certain day to make Hoenn Pokemon appear or Sinnoh Pokemon appear. 
Um, like that's such a cool feature that, you know, they removed and they tried other things and every Pokemon game at least feels different enough. And again, you can say the same, same thing for Zelda. Hey, we loved masks. Why did you remove them? Or what bring back the, the ship or, you know, it's just these Mario the same way. Bring back the jetpack water thing that you put on Mario. <laughs> Give me back my water jetpack. Like, I want Tanuki Mario back, please. Like I cat suit Mario back. Those three Nintendo staples, Pokemon, Mario, Zelda, they have so many similarities throughout each of their cores, but they've also removed and added things throughout. So it's not different, but you know, I'm I'm very excited for the wild area. I think that is that is something we've all probably wanted, even though we probably couldn't put words to it. I don't think in the past we were like Hey, what if we just had an open area of Pokemon? I think we've said things like, we wish that Pokemon, there was more variety on routes. We wish that, you know, there was, you know, weather that affected it. And they kind of, kind of cap, captured that essence all in, uh, in this. And who knows if this is going to be, I mean, it looks great, but, um, Master Trainers also seemed great on paper. Hey, I wish I could wander around in the Pokemon world and see my friends and wander around with my friends. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could also wander around with your friends in Animal Crossing, but that didn't make it an MMO either. Hush your <laughs> filthy mouth. <laughs> Animal Crossing. If anything, Animal Crossing was so stressful because you're yelling at your friends, please use my paths, please stop touching my flowers. Stop All right, cutting hey, down my hey, apple hey, just, trees. Just leave. Get out of my town. Stop. See, you're going to be like, Steve, I'm trying to get these wingles. Stop running. In the way. I'm not playing with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're all scaring my wingles away. Greg, I'm gonna scare Greg, all of your wingles away. Greg, you and I can play together. Steve's yeah. not invited. Well, please, okay. please use the sidewalk. I, if if playing with Steve will be anything like Final Fantasy XIV, playing with Steve, yeah, will you and I will be playing together? <laughs> yeah, but I don't play Final Fantasy XIV yeah, at all. Neither does Steve. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there well, I go. pay for it. That's that's half the playing is paying for it. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff uh, that we can't get to today that we will talk about next week or the weeks coming. We are still a long, long way away from Sword and Shield. There's still so much of the game they haven't shown. There are leaks. People keep telling me about specific a specific Pokemon I care about in these leaks. I, look, I've read all the leaks. Uh, I know. You Thank you for letting me know. Uh, I am aware... That the person who has leaked, we talked about this before, we're not going to be talking about leaks on the show. If you want to seek out those leaks, I think you can literally Google Pokemon Sword and Shield leaks. It's like the first or second link. The person who has been leaking this stuff has been 100% accurate. You really want to know if Scorebunny is going to be firefighting, it's out there. If you really want to know if there's more to Dynamax, it's out there. If you want to know about the bad team, they got it. I'm just forewarning. It's a lot of the game. To me, it's all very exciting. I want to know if Impidimp evolves into Ugadump and what, uh, what level. <laughs> yeah, we need this answered I, immediately. They didn't have that. There's nothing about Impidimp. Or Ugadump. Uh, there is the final Pokedex of how many new Pokemon there are. Uh, um, but they, I don't know. They don't say what's in the Pokedex. Pokemon in the game confirmed. Final, there's the new Pokemon. There's just Score Bunny's final. They don't t- say what it is, but they do say what Score Bunny. Um, it's f- at least typing is. They don't talk about the other two. They talk about the bad team, which sounds like the best bad team so far. 
Well, that's a spoiler. They haven't even revealed that there is a bad look, team. It's a yeah. look. That's like saying there's no horse in Zelda. Let's let's back up here. Hey, you just said sometimes there's there no wasn't horse a horse. In spirit well, tracks. you know the mobile ones. You can't count them. Mo- well, I mean a horse train. It's the same thing. No. <laughs> and I played that awful boat one. I had that on my on my 2ds. I read it if 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 it doesn't bother you, but you don't have to tweet at me every time the spoiler guy leaks more spoilers. I'm on top of it. I appreciate it though. Question of the it's week here: Why? Why are they? Why? Why? Why leaker? Why? Why? Um. Yeah, I don't know why. That's a whole other conversation. Why? I mean, the Ugh. same thing happens with Apple and Google and Samsung I and I don't know. Gets the Reddit karma. Well, I mean, oh. they're posting on 4chan. There's no <laughs> karma on 4chan. No, it's it's something much worse yeah, there on 4chan. Is. There's a lot of karma on 4chan. Yeah, we don't call it karma enough. there. All right. Well, All right. Question of the week time? Question of the week. All right. Ready? It's time for the, the question of the week. Let's hear that question now. Catherine has a good question. Wild speculation time. Now that we have some details of Sword and Shield, what do you think Pokemon Go tie-in event will be for launch? What would you like them to be? Well, I ooh, I would like... Would they put the starters in Go? I think there's, they're not going to do Gen 5. They're going to do the X amount of Galar Pokemon. I think they're going to skip Gen 5 and do Galar. I bet they would have done it for Sun and Moon, but they had to cut a lot of things and... Because that was the first year. Like, Pokemon Go yeah. was still recovering from server stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like they were they still didn't have trading launched. They still didn't have battles launched. Like, I don't even think they had... The raids were not a thing at the time. I bet they would have done Sun and Moon stuff if Pokemon Go didn't explode and destroy Niantic's warehouse of servers. I mean, I would just like it if they just did the starters. Like, I don't need all of them. But just put the starters in, because we've already seen them. They're released. And I think that'd be fun tie-in. Just here's here's some that you can get, and they're the starters in this game. I think it's, like, enough to get people interested. Like, oh, they're cute, and they're the first starters in this game. And maybe I'll go check that game out without giving away the whole game. For me, I think they're they're going to do what they did, and they're going to use Black and White as the Pokemon Go reset. Pokemon Go reset? Where... They they need to release something this fall because we're done with Sinnoh. We have you know besides you know legendaries, yeah, we're we're done. Okay, we have all the Pokemon you know minus one or two. Sure, no Mime Junior, but that's the Mister Mime issue they have to fix. We're getting to fall. You have a brand new game on Switch. Let's go did extremely well. These people who might have cared about Go who bought a Switch, how do you get them to buy a "Quote unquote more hardcore game." You put all, uh, I'm just gonna say a hundred. Let's just say there's a hundred new Pokemon. Could be more, could be less. Let's just say you put all new 100 Pokemon into Pokemon Go. People are catching their score bunnies. They're thinking, you know, Yamper is cute and adorable. Look at that little booty shaking. Yeah. They buy Sword and Shield. It's the perfect marketing. Okay. Okay. And then next summer. When the Sword and Shield hype died, when people caught, you know, let's just say 100 Pokemon, their new Pokemon, you remove all Pokemon from Pokemon Go. No. And you do all 156, or minus the legendaries, you put all, just nothing but black and white. 
And but, you do that for a couple months, and then you bring them all back. Okay, as long as they come back, because it's like, why have I been coming to all these GoFests if you're going to take away all these Pokemon I've but paid I thousands think, of dollars for? I think for. that's what you do. Because that's black and white is the biggest Pokedex that we know of. Unless, you know, there's 150 plus new Pokemon in Galar. Mm, interesting, intriguing. I think that's the power. That's the 200 IQ play right so, there. Okay. <laughs> it is not. What? Now, I mean, one hundred and fifty new Pokemon. You can't drip free I, that. I, if you want to, if you want a rush of people just going out, wait, if you want to recapture, you'll never be able to. But wait, if you want to get as close no, as possible, so, so when you say reset, you just basically mean like they'll be in my storage, they'll be in my Pokedex. Yeah, but you I just won't be remove. Able to catch you remove all the Pidgeys. You remove the Cricketunes. No just more Talos. No more. You remove Hoot all of those okay. for a month okay. or two, and you just do Hog Ham. I've never seen Tepig, uh, I've never seen P-Dove, I've never seen Lipard. You just do all new Pokemon, and everything in Pokemon Go is that black silhouette. You know how, I mean, people will be mad because, like, oh, you removed Shiny Tailo, I was still working on it. But yeah, you remove it for a month or so, but, like, to have a... To have all the players see black silhouettes in their game again, yeah. you don't do that. But You don't do that play when a gen 8 is coming out you wait till the gen 8 hype is dead you wait till that train yeah. is sailed okay and, and then you do it next summer where but what if, what if gen 9 is like right there ready to go well i mean i could see them doing that in conjunction with home release not with sword and shield release maybe i mean if 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 there like, are 100 new pokemon saying, like, hey, they can they can drip feed 100 new pokemon for you know 8 months in a game all right. Yeah. So my speculation, I can't really say what it is because I, even though I haven't read any of Spoiler Dude's spoilers, I have a suspicion <laughs> just from the words Steve has said of what's going on. So the way that I'll say it is this. They will do like they did for the Alolan forms and make some sort of maybe Galar forms available in the game for release. We, I, I, I can also see them putting Galar research tasks to catch ones or making them raid bosses for a while. Like, you know, the good doggos could be raid bosses. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Those I think, would be interesting. I think my theory is is asking a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think Greg's is more realistic of like, oh, just do yeah, the starters. Just do the starters. No, yeah, it's just I'm not some, subset, some subset of Galar. I'm not going to say any more, but that would, yes, that have value and purpose. And yeah, there you go. But I couldn't yeah, see them my doing is your, tied. Your, your, your fifth gen thing with home. Like, I could see them in conjunction with home, like transfer everything in and we're going to wipe things out and have you silhouette for a while. And, you know, you can keep things like. You'll want to move things into homes so you have room to catch all these things you've never seen before. Like, I can see that as a big home push. Right. Like, I can see that happening for home. I think the only I reason that Gen 4 was drip-fed is because they had to delay Sword and Shield a whole year. Like, this game was supposed to come out last year. And what, what makes you say that? 
Because they said it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they said it in their investor meeting that, like... Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Like, Nintendo or whatever. Uh, who was, I don't know, Pokemon Company, Game Freak Creatures, Nintendo, what, Japan, all of Japan. All of Japan said they got together in one giant meeting and said... We can't deliver we can't Sword and Shield this year. Here is Let's Go happen. Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Which is fine. I think Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu was... They were yeah. delightful games. They were so fun. I enjoyed they still them very are. Much. But I don't. I if you look at the people still playing Pokemon Go, no one I think was satisfied with the Sinnoh release schedule. To be fair, almost all of Sinnoh's Pokemon are are evolutions of Gen One Pokemon or subsequent gens. Yes, or just you know, no one's really going crazy over uh, you know Burmy. <laughs> I was going crazy over Burmy. We did a lot of Burmy raids this weird weekend because we were just trying to burn these raid passes. So Burmy's been premier balls we have. But Gen 5 has the advantage of being a very big and unique Pokedex. and 100%. It does have that, yes. um, Shiny Boofy confirmed. I think both X and Y and Sun and Moon have, I want to say, roughly 80 new Pokemon each. And they are new Pokemon. They're not based off of other Pokemon. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there are, you know, um, you know, evolutions to Farfetch or something in Galar. I don't know that. If there are, or if there are uh, Galar forms, we don't know. I, th- I think that, like, that black and white Pokedex, whether you love it or you hate it, I know some people don't like, you know, Av- uh, no, Avalug was Gen 6, I'm sorry. I know some people don't like Kling or Clang or Kling Clang. Fools. That Pokedex, in my eyes, is is like the biggest thing that Niantic could take advantage of. And I'm sure it's not Niantic's single call. I'm sure just like the movies, just like the trading card game, I'm sure the Pokemon company, who whatever the mysterious figures are that makes those calls, I'm sure they're saying this is our this is our release schedule, right? Because they're the same company that said, All right, Niantic. We're going to do this Meltan. Here are your models for Meltan. After Community Day, launch Meltan. Also tie in Meltan to this game called Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Pokemon of the Week, Will. All right. Clues from last week, um, which since I'm not at home, I don't have my computer in front of me and I don't have the document that I wrote. But uh, it's a reptile, not an amphibian, that I was scared of as a small child. Might bite my finger off. Also the name for a type of battleship used primarily during World War I. Named after... So this set of battleships is named after the first one. And the name comes from an old term for overcoat. It's also similar to a Pokemon in the cartoon that had a time travel episode. There you go. It's... Dedene. What? <laughs> Stop. You're not even trying. It's... Dreadnought? Dreadnought. Yes, because Dreadnought is a type of battleship, and snapping turtles were found in the pond behind my house. And in 2006, uh, New York State declared snapping turtles as the state reptile. Uh, We got breaking news real quick. Uh 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
at 7 p.m., Niantic asked everyone to stay to do uh to test multi-thousand person raids. What? One, two, three, what? four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Looks like fourteen gyms around the stadium area, famous Why for booing. Why aren't we there? Um, uh, famous for booing John Hankey. It looks like they were just um, meowths. Uh, oh yeah, they were all meowths. Uh, they <laughs> had two minute timers, and um, they did not say anything after it. They just said test. Uh, and they, that was it. They just, wow. there's like 14 gyms sitting on top of each other. Uh, wow. They all spawned Meowths and people caught their Meowths and went home. Meowth in a premiere ball in Pokemon Go? That's like probably more rare than a shiny. You could only get it on Sunday at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, it's just a Meowth in a premiere ball, but if still. If they defeated the multi-thousand people raid... You had to stay for that photo. Remember they were like had the 715 photo every day and everybody yeah. was like, I ain't gonna be bothered with that. Yeah. Uh sorry, uh Dreadnought. You don't have any trivia about you anyways. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, we don't know nothing yet. The trick is Will Anderson can take new Pokemon. <laughs> all right. I didn't have a chance to write anything for this week, so I think that's all right. Well, no, I'll I have a Pokemon oh, okay, of the okay. week. Um, you may have to ask your classmates for some hints and clues. That's so you're welcome to to talk amongst yourselves to try to figure this out. Um, so I did catch several shinies over the past couple of days with the increased shiny odds and the particular spawns of Pokemon that could be shiny that they did for everybody in the world over this Pokemon Go Fest weekend. There is one particular shiny that I am most disappointed to have caught. I did not catch it at Pokemon Go Fest. It is my ninth copy of this particular Pokemon, to have my ninth shiny of this particular Pokemon. So there you go. That's guess what it is for Pokemon of the Week. I think I know what it is. That I mean, you should. That's it. That's it for our that's show. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support and help out, Easiest thing you do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If if you have a, a Apple device, I suppose. I think Spotify and other services are getting reviews eventually. I don't know. I'll let you guys know when that happens. But I think our I think sixty percent of people who listen listen on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I, again, end of the show. We've been recording for two and a half hours here. I'm not sure how this show will end up, but there are a lot of things we didn't talk about. It's okay. Sword and Shield is November 15th. We got plenty of time. Hopefully, if you went to GoFest or you didn't, you enjoyed our GoFest talk. Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed our Sword and Shield talk. I think I speak for all three of us that we're very excited for this game. Yep. We will be back next week, of course. Uh, next, This upcoming weekend is the North America International Championships in Ohio. It's Ohio this year, right, Will? Not- I believe it is in Columbus, yes. Columbus. Um, I we will I will not be going to that just because I have literally not had a weekend in Milwaukee in the last five weeks. <laughs> taking this weekend off. Uh, we'll have some results from that, of course. Uh, hopefully by the time we record. And um, Pokemon Worlds is the next big Pokemon event. You will be able to play Sword and Shield at Ohio. So if you're there, uh, probably worth staying in line to play it. Also, there's an exclusive Pokemon that you can get there. I don't. 
I think it's a winning Pokemon from another event. It's not a legendary or mythical, I don't believe. Um, and then uh, Pokemon Worlds is the next big thing after the internationals. So there's also, I believe, another interview coming up with Masuda in Famitsu for next week, I believe, Sword and Shield related. It could just be repeats of stuff. Um, these interviews are kind of planned out. I think it's Famitsu. Um, but Sword and Shield something for next week. I don't know if it's repeat news or, or whatnot. It could just be different pictures of Score Bunny, um, for example. Who knows? Uh, but always something to talk about. Uh, have a good, safe week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, Will is at Washing the Sink. Greg is at White Wing. I am at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, you can watch me on Twitch pretty much Monday through Saturday in the evening on twitch.tv slash pkmncast. And I already said review in Apple Podcasts. We will be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super impotent is the best. Ugadump is well. Ugadump, let's well, just we're not, holding out hope. Not gonna. I'm not evolving Hoping into for that, that de-evolution piece of garbage. Yeah, it's like I'll evolve <laughs> it to get in my Pokedex and then devolve it to get back de-evolve to the Pokemon it. I wanted. Like every podcast on the internet, we are funded by Patreon. This is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Alex, Anthony, Catherine, Matthew, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. If you would like to join our community and support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash for more information.